Hey, what's up, everybody? My name's MJ, and you're listening to the MTG in Quarantine podcast. As usual, I'd like to give a quick shout-out before we begin to my local game store, Guardian Games. You can find Guardian Games on the web at ggportland.com. I'd also like to utilize this opportunity to give a huge shout-out and thank you to all the awesome people who have supported me over at patreon.com slash quarantine. So a huge shout-out and thank you to Mr. Big Bents, Anomaly, Draco Lucian, Neo Royal, Nick S., Infamous Fridge, Frugal Brutal, and Jen of the Filthy MTG Casuals for supporting the show. If you'd like to help support the show and help me make more awesome content, head on over to patreon.com slash quarantine for more information. And welcome, everybody, to this episode of MTG in Quarantine Live! Crowd applause, 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 yay! Anyway, all right, so on today's show, i uh, got a really awesome guest here for, for y'all to meet, straight from Dominari and Phyrexia, introducing Lord Yogmoth! Thank you for having me. So, uh... How was your trip, uh, Lord Yogmoth? And again, uh, hail be to Phyrexia, everybody, um, you know, for our new Phyrexian overlords. Yes, indeed. Uh, I don't know. I think I might have sprung an oil leak along the way. Oh, that, that that's unfortunate. Um, hopefully you'll at least get some reimbursement airline miles, or um, again, maybe you're using your erratic portal, uh, maybe Belby's portal. I don't know. Um, now that uh, your underling, Jingitaxius, has now found a way to get planeswalkers completed maybe now you can planeswalk i don't know it seems scary but again you should know well you see i just wanted to be in more places for more fun ah yes it's a it's a huge pleasure to have you on lord yogmoth so um tell me before we get uh to to the rest of today's episode uh what's new with you what i mean you at the last we saw you, you were kind. You turned into a giant toxic rain cloud. I mean, how how does that even feel? To be fair, I was a little lightheaded for it. I see, I see, and I mean, as we've seen over the last few years here, I think that uh, all the forces under your command, all the Frexians, have done quite amazing things. I mean, I don't know. They have completed everything in their path, hmm? And are definitely gaining more power in the storyline, hmm? Indeed. Also, there's this upstart. His name was Karn or something like that. Made the perfect home for my creations. Karn sounds like something from a Emerson, Lake, and Palmer song. Oh, wait, it was. Anyway, so speaking of Karn, um... Yeah, I, I think everyone out here, out there knows that I do have a Karn, uh, Karn deck for, for EDH. I interesting deck, maybe a little bit samey in some of the games, but uh, yes. Uh, speaking of Karn, what, what an amazing person, or mechanical being, construct, creation, whatever, to create you an entire plane for all of your underlings to rapidly evolve and ultimately rule the entire plane. What do you think of this new uh, group of Preeters? that uh, have basically created a new society under your name. Well, Jin can be a bit full of himself. I don't know where he gets that from. 
Uh, Fieldred, on the other hand, a lovely lady. Oh, yes. There's nothing like those mono-black legendary creatures, is there? They're simply delicious. Of course there are. And, of course, speaking of uh, mono-black creatures here, there's a reason why I invited you on the show today, Lord Yogmoth, Because you are the person behind the mono-black border account on Twitter, aren't you? Well, of course I am. Any... Any other comments before we finally reveal who the mystery person is behind the mask? Well, if you really must know, it started as a meme. And, uh, actually, I was listening to you. And, uh, you were talking to this mono-white border guy. Yes, Peter, I, 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 I know Peter, yeah. The roles were reversed. He was you, and you were almost him, but you said mono border. Yes, I, I do remember this moment, yes. And, uh, I made a joke out of it, hit the ground running, and here we are. Uh, that's amazing, that's amazing. And I think a lot of people uh, out there are definitely wondering who's behind this mask. Well, you see, uh, uh, give me one second. <clears throat> Hi. Hey. So, uh, MJ, you might know me as um, a Mr. Big Benz, but a lot of people also know me as Andy. Hey, everybody, it's Mr. Big Benz. Also, Andy Bentley from the Commander Forge podcast. How's it going? You know, not too bad. All right. So, I mean, the fact we've been keeping that secret for the last couple of weeks is quite amazing, isn't it? Oh, it's been so much fun. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I know Peter and Cole out there are, are, are definitely listening to this, and they're probably losing their minds over the whole game show concept, or, you know, not game show, but talk show concept. So I hope you guys really enjoyed our, our little bit of deception here. I didn't expect the Twitter account to pop off like it did. <laughs> and, and especially to spawn a couple of... Uh, of other spin-off accounts too. I, I think that that's not to be overstated. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know who any of them are, but you've got like mono silver border, mono red border, you know, blue white border. <laughs> we may never know who's behind those accounts. Maybe not, but they're all great people. You should go give them oh, a follow. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, if, if, if you want to check out mono black border or mono silver border, mono red border, mono Azorius border, um, definitely check them out on Twitter. I know I tr I think I follow all of them, and they all follow me and, and you as well. So yeah, definitely check out those accounts. A Mono Silver Border likes talking about Silver Border cards. Mono Azorius Border likes talking about Grand Arbiter Augustine. Mono Red Border loves talking about Mono Red. And now we know who's behind the mask on Mono Black Border. Yes, and I make so many puns based on black cards. Oh yes, you're 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 definitely in favor of your demonic rituals there and your demonic okay. tutors. Demonic rituals, demonic tutors, cabal rituals, cabal rituals, oh, dark rituals. Yeah, so many delicious mono black things with your as you spend your time whiling away in your cabal coffers. Although most recently, I made a reference to like the 1989 Batman movie, but <laughs> it's just got crazy. Oh man. So, anyway, Andy, uh, before we get to the rest of the, today's episode, because, hey, everybody, this is a whoa, 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 lightning build. 
surprise episode, surprise bonus bit. So before we get to the episode here today, uh, Andy, you want to share a little bit more about your work with the Commander Forge? Sure. So uh, the Forge was an idea I had back in 2015 with somebody else, but uh, schedules never meshed. We could never decide when to like sit down and record, but we had made the Google account, the YouTube channel, all of that was made back in 2015 and just kind of sat there. And then, you know, this whole uh, global panini panorama thingamabob happened. And I was like, I can sit at home bored or I can sit at home and talk into a microphone for like 20 minutes a week mm-hmm. and just throw it into the ether and see what sticks. Yeah, I, I know exactly how that feels. It, my, my podcast started the same way. So, uh, yeah, tell the listeners out there what they can expect to find if they uh, take a listen to the Commander Forge podcast. Uh, for the most part, I bring up uh, issues in the uh, Commander community. Uh, I do step away from Commander occasionally, and a lot of my stuff is not necessarily a deck tech, but a kind of like a primer for where I start my decks. Mm-hmm. All right, sounds good. Current news, deck techs, all-around awesome commentary. Definitely check Andy out over at the Commander Forge. It's definitely a really good show, and I recommend you take a listen to it if you haven't already. Anyway, so to the meat of today's episode. So again, today is a lightning build episode where I bring amazing guests like Andy on to try to build commander decks utilizing a commander that they have no idea who it is ahead of time until right when we're recording. Obviously, I've curated a list of legendary creatures from throughout Magic's history who don't necessarily fall into just one or two predetermined pathways. I've tried to find as many kinds of commanders that I myself like trying to build around that are pretty nebulous and really open to interpretation. So uh, whenever you're ready, Andy, I'm going to give you your commander match for today. All right, let's get into it. All right. Your commander match for Lord Yogmoth is a card straight out of Champions of Kamigawa. That card being Saison, Perverter of Truth. Saison, Perverter of Truth is a 6-5 demon spirit costing three black black and reads at the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player loses two life and draws two cards. And go. My first thought is getting rid of my draw step. Now, hear me out. Okay. If we limit how many cards we draw, but can choose when to draw, the chance of us drawing out is going to be so much lower than everybody else. So I'm thinking we're going to start with a Necropotence. Okay, very powerful card. Definitely... Definitely not. It's kind of a divisive card, I feel, these days on Twitter, but I'm I'm definitely in the Necropotence camp. It's really a fun card. It really is. Uh, then my next thought is I don't want people to be able to gain life. Uh, so my thoughts go out to Erebos, God of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, that way uh, we keep other people from gaining life. Again, it's a greed effect, so we can pay two and two life to draw a card. So again, controlling our draw step. And I think branching off of that, we can go right into greed itself, which is 
uh, three and a black for an enchantment, and then you can pay one black and pay two life to draw a card. And continuing down that, you still get, like, Argul's Bloodfast, which I don't think I've ever flipped in Commander. I have. But the front side is another greed effect. Yeah, I have actually flipped the Bloodfast in my Selenia deck that I have mentioned quite a few times on the show here, which tries to lose and pay as much as life as possible and then try to be able to gain that back throughout the game. So I've, I've flipped that card once or twice. It's actually really good once you flip it on the backside, which uh, since it allows you to sacrifice your own creatures to gain life. Now, I think the other thing we're going to want to do is uh, protect our commander. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking things like uh, Bane Death, a uh, single black for an instant that uh, gives a creature when it dies, you return to the battlefield tapped with a plus one, plus one counter. There's about 37 different cards that do this. I would recommend running like four or five of them. Okay. Uh, then I don't really think I would run this into a reanimation deck, but I think it might be more of a big mana deck. Okay. Things with like, uh, Nyx Lotus, where it's a four mana legendary artifact on just tap, but you can tap it, choose a color, and you get that much mana where your devotion to that color. Uh, And then on top of that, you know, you're going to run your uh, Cabal Coffer package, which is Cabal Coffers, Urborg, Deserted Temple. Nykthos, just so you can pile on tons and tons of mana. Mm-hmm. And then you're also going to pair that with something like Ashnod's Lofton to sacrifice any random counter or uh, tokens that you're making. Sure. Which brings us to our tokens with things like Bitter Blossom, which is probably the best mono black token creator. And then you, you just. You know, make tokens uh, that allows you to sacrifice stuff without sacrificing your, like, big, beefy creatures. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you can kind of also lean into the sacrifice outlet stuff. Things like uh, Demon of Catastrophes, which is a two-black-black 6-6 uh, six, six demon. has flying, trample, and the additional casting cost is sacrificing a creature. Okay. Uh, and leaning into that, you can also go with some exploit creatures. Yeah. Like, uh, recently I've really fallen in love with uh, Felstinger, which is two and a black for a 3-2 zombie scorpion, which is the size of a horse if you look at the art. It's crazy. It has uh, death touch and exploit, so when it enters you may sacrifice a creature. That also means you can sacrifice itself. Uh, when it exploits a creature, target player draws two cards and loses two life. Again, controlling when we're going to be drawing cards and what the heck was that sounds like one of your uh, newest phyrexian recruits there lord yawgmoth apparently <laughs> somebody got excited uh yeah i think things like uh demon lord bells and lock yeah because especially if you're running like giant mana stuff uh, the four black left for a six six elder demon with flying trample. 
Uh, when he enters the battlefield, you uh, exile a card from the top of your library until you exile a non-land card and put that card into your hand. If the card's converted mana cost is four or greater, repeat the process, and he deals one damage to you for each card put into your hand this way. So, again, we're going to be controlling when we're drawing cards. This is a little less controllable than some of the other ones. But, yeah, I just think it's a solid card in something like this. Sure. Uh, but then you also get the uh, the suite of uh, just sick creatures that let you draw cards when creatures die. Like uh, Midnight Reaper is two and a black for a 3-2 zombie knight. Whenever a non-token creature you control dies, it deals one damage to you and you draw a card. Uh, Grim Haru Specs, uh, same mana cost, same power toughness, but it has morph for a single black. And whenever another non-token creature you control dies, draw a card. And then their big brother is Harvester of Souls, which is a 4 black black 5-5 five five demon with that touch. And whenever another non-token creature dies, you may draw a card. Okay, yeah, so you're going to be running just a lot of giant demons, a lot of ways to sacrifice permanence, etc., etc. So... Are, are you going to try to lean into Cezanne's ability to give your opponents cards and force them to lose life? Yeah, but I, I also think I would probably run uh, a few ways to strip cards from their hand. Uh, I don't know if I would run anything like targeted, like a Thought Seize. It might just be something that just says everybody discards a card, you know, like... One of mm -hmm. the many rats that does that. Yeah, I mean, th there's plenty of cards that... Uh, or uh, something like, I guess, like even like Mind Sludge would be fairly good. It forces one of your opponents to discard a card for each swamp you control, I believe. Which could force them to just dump their hand into the graveyard. Right, and if, if you really want to lean into that, you can run more of the reanimation effects. Uh, things like... Sepulchral Primordial, which is going to hit something from everybody's graveyard. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if I would want to go full into that. Sure. But I, I wouldn't mind stuff like maybe putting a win condition in, like, Drana, Liberator of Malakir, where she's just going to consistently grow your team as you attack. Okay. Yeah, because you, you put a plus one, plus one counter every time you have it. Is it a creature attack or a creature does damage that the trigger goes so off? So the, the trigger is whenever she does damage, and okay. she has first strike. Right. So, uh, again, Drana is uh, one black black for a 2-3 vampire ally with flying first strike. Whenever Drana deals combat damage to a player, put a plus one, plus one counter on each attacking creature you control. Mm -hmm. So, since she has first strike... Uh, you just swing at somebody who doesn't have any flying blockers. She gets in for two, puts a counter on everything, and then they hit for one more of that combat. Okay. Right, if we're going to talk big uh, big mana, I feel like we can't get by without talking about uh, Narcana Revenant and our friend... Uh... Cryptgast? Yeah, that's yeah. the one. The uh, so, creatures that double your, effectively double your black mana based on the number of swamps you have. 
Right. Uh, but honestly, uh, lately I've fallen in love with Dream Devourer, uh, which is one in a black for a zero three demon cleric. Uh, gives each non-land uh, card in your hand without foretell, foretell, and its foretell cost is equal to its mana cost reduced by a two. The number of games I've stolen with this card by just being like, well, I don't feel safe playing this stuff out right now, so I'm just going to put three cards on layaway, and the the six cost reduction from casting all three of those, essentially, allows me to cast them all in one turn. All right, so, so basically we're having a lot of demons here, big mana, big black mana, and ultimately, how are you looking to try to close out games with this particular deck? I think the the real kicker is going to be uh, the hard-hitting creatures. So again, your Drana, uh, Yeheni, Undying Partisan. Yep. Uh, two and a black for a 2-2, two, two, Aetherborn Vampire, Haste. Whenever a creature an opponent controls dies, you put a counter on Yeheni, and you can sacrifice another creature to give Yeheni indestructible. The I used to have a mono black Yeheni deck that was vampire based, and it kind of got to the point where I couldn't play it anymore because my playgroup was so sick of me just hitting them for like 600 with Yeheni on turn like Jeez. 10. Yeah, it was not a nice deck. Um, we can help keep the board cleared with stuff like uh Midnight Banshee. Uh, three black black for a five five spirit with wither, but at the beginning of your upkeep, you put a minus one minus one counter on each non black creature. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, yes. Pontiff of Blight. That too. Yeah. So four black black for a two seven zombie cleric with extort, but other creatures you control also have extort. Uh, that also gives you a place to put all of your excess mana that you're going to end up making. Uh, I guess if you did want to run into that uh, reanimator type uh, deck idea, you could run stuff like uh, Sir Conrad the Grim. Uh, three black black for a 5-4 human knight. Uh, whenever another creature dies or a creature is put into a graveyard from anywhere other than the battlefield... Or a creature card leaves your graveyard. Sir Conrad the Grim deals one damage to each opponent. And for one and a black, each player mills two cards. And, of course, uh, you can't run mono black without running Gary. You can even get some, like, odd lords with, like, Ascendant uh, Evancar. Uh, four black black for a 3-3 three, three legend with flying. Other black creatures get plus one, plus one. Non-black creatures get minus one, minus one. Although that is a global lord, so that might put some people off. That's possible. Uh, and then I guess if we kind of get to that end game where there's just a ton of things in graveyards, uh, you're going to want something like uh, Rise of the Dark Realms. Oh yeah, that, that'll do it. Yeah. Seven black black for a sorcery. Put all creature cards from all graveyards onto the battlefield under your control. Um, you can also run, uh, uh, something of finality. Oh, uh... The Black Finality. Yeah, that one. Which, which does things similar to that. Uh, see, there's also, uh, 
Oh, the Dreadhorde one. Oh, uh, Command the Dreadhorde? Yes, that's the one. Uh, that one can get risky, but the number of times where it's kind of just saved my bacon. Yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah. So, basically, you've just created kind of an interesting reanimator, demon, sacrifice, just big mono, black, big mana, wow, it's a mouthful to say, sort of deck. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I can see that, yeah. Yeah, I actually uh, really like that idea. And actually, a lot of where I'm pulling these ideas from is one of your other lightning builds. Oh, really? Which one? Well, you had Justin on the other day, mm -hmm. otherwise known as MTG6, mm -hmm. uh, formerly known as Therasix. Uh, and you had him building this little guy called Karavik the Spiteful. Yes, I remember that episode. Yes. Uh, I was inspired, and I built that deck. Nice, nice. Slightly slightly in my own way. Um, I piled it with a lot of, uh, like, the death triggers for uh, Gain and Drain. Uh, like Sir Conrad, the Meat Hook Massacre, uh, Bastion of Remembrance. So maybe that I just had Mono Black on the brain. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, Mono Black is always fun to build, no matter how you build it. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> All right. Well, Andy, thank you so much for uh, for being on here to do a lightning build, and thank you for also just being Mono Black border and doing the whole Yogmoth shtick at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Thanks for not like immediately trying to shut it down. <laughs> hey, I I thought it was funny. I, I and Peter, I know you're listening out there. I know you are losing your mind over this. So uh, hopefully, we brought you a little bit of closure today, and in a very comedic and funny way. Uh, yeah, that was it. Was too good because uh, I was listening while I was like headed to the shop to like do grocery shopping, and when you did that exit bit with the mono black border. I'm like, I'm going to check Twitter to see if you made it. <laughs> yeah, I I was tempted to, to do that, but you beat me to the punch. Yeah, so. I, man, that was a lot of fun. And everybody on that account's just been great. Yeah, well, you should definitely keep doing that because I know people enjoy that. So, yeah, don't don't quit. Just because the secret's out there doesn't mean you should uh, just lock down that account and call it good. Just just keep doing that. Keep Keep plugging away at it. We'll see where it is in another year or two. Oh, yeah, no, that's my meme account. I'm not getting <laughs> <laughs> Nice, nice. All right. Well, if you're interested in hearing any of the other lightning builds or you just want to hear any of the other podcasts in the MTG and Quarantine Podcast lexicon, you can find those on the usual podcast outlets. That is your Googles, Apple, Spotify, Player FM, Rocket Cast, Pocket Cast, and a whole bunch of others. I, I never remember all of them, but if it's a major podcast outlet, odds are I'm on there. You can also find me on Twitter at, at MTG in quarantine. I'd like to utilize this opportunity again to give you another huge shout out and thank you to all the awesome people who have supported me over at patreon.com slash MTG in quarantine. So another huge shout out to Mr. Big Ben. Hooray! Anomaly, Draco Lucian, Neo Royal, Nick S, Infamous Fridge, Frugal Brutal, and Jen of the Filthy MTG Casuals for supporting the show. 
If you'd like to help support the show and help me make more awesome content, head on over to patreon.com slash mtgincorrentine for more information. And I hope you enjoyed this episode of the MTG in Quarantine podcast. My name's MJ. Have a great rest of your day, everybody.